This is Story Quest. Brand new stories you'll want to hear again and again. On board Red Gauntlet, the famous paddle steamer, Bleep was on his phone. Oh, surely not, he said, shaking his head. He put the phone back in his pocket. Who was that? asked Sheila, the first officer. Oh, it was my cousin Hamish. He lives on the island of Marin, said Bleep. The ferry's been cancelled. Engine trouble again and he's got a hundred sheep to take to the mainland. Captain Bobo joined them. I wonder if there's anything we could do to help, he said, and went off to see Mr. Singh, the harbour master. So, Vijay, I was thinking this morning we could easily call in at Marin and help Bleep's cousin get his sheep to market. But, Captain, you're not set up for carrying animals. I know, VJ, but it's what they did in the old days. I would have thought that with a bit of imagination, we could manage to fit in a hundred sheep. They won't take up that much room, he said confidently. Well, it would be good to help them out on the island, agreed Mr. Singh. But remember, you've got an evening cruise to the Kyles at six. Within an hour, they were underway. Bleep found some deck chairs and set about fencing off an area big enough for a hundred sheep. As Red Gauntlet sailed into Marin Island, they inched past the broken-down ferry and the pier side finally came into view. It was quite a sight. A sea of fluffy white sheep. Everywhere they looked, there were sheep, sheep, and more sheep. Bleep's cousin Hamish waved and called out, I hope you don't mind, Bleep, but I told a few of my neighbours, and they asked if their sheep could tag along too. (laughs) Hamish's one hundred sheep had now grown to over a thousand. Soon the sheep were being moved off the pier. To comply with regulations, Bleep stood at the top of the gangway with a clicker in his hand, counting the numbers coming on board. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Wake up, Bleep, shouted Sheila, who had come to see what was happening. I might have to get someone else counting sheep if you keep falling asleep. She walked off, but as she turned the corner, she heard Bleep's voice trail off again, followed by the distinct sound of snoring. A thousand sheep on my nice Polish decks complained the giant fish-eater, 
I've just spent the best part of the morning cleaning them. And look, they've knocked doing Bleep's fence again. It was also chaos in the tea room. A flock of 50 sheep had rushed through the door all at once. The tea room staff scrambled to save their cakes and buns. But that wasn't what had caught the sheep's attention. The sheep were not looking for tea, buns or even salad. They were eyeing the manager's prized begonias. The staff had to rush around, quickly gathering them up. Down in the engine room, Puffy Watt, the chief engineer, was hard at work. He'd been so busy that he hadn't been kept up to speed on the change of plan, where they were going or why. Suddenly, as he sat at his desk, doing his sums, he had a very odd feeling. He thought he was being watched. He looked up from his desk and turned around. Sure enough, there in front of him were dozens and dozens of pairs of eyes, all staring at him. Forty sheep were crammed into the passageway, and every one of them was looking directly at him. He immediately realized why they were there. They didn't have nice, thick, woolly winter fleeces, as they'd been recently shown. So here they were, down with the engines for a little heat. It was, after all, the coziest part of the ship. Up on the bridge, Captain Bobo was worried. They were now underway, but the ship was leaning over to one side. Bleep, something's not right, Bleep replied with a smile. Look back at the main deck, Captain. I think you might see the problem. Aha, said Captain Bobo. I see what you mean. The sheep are all on the left-hand side of the ship, forcing it to tip over. Meanwhile, Billy, the cabin boy, was fending off some sheep that were pushing their way into the first-class observation lounge, no doubt determined to jump up on the seats and nibble away at the cushions and curtains. His walkie-talkie crackled into life. Billy, Captain Bobo here. The ship's unbalanced. We need to get the sheep to stand in the middle of the ship. Otherwise, we'll have big problems when we pass the Barrett Rocks. Billy's first attempt at moving the sheep didn't go to plan. They just ended up swapping sides. Billy dashed off to find the captain's wee Scotty dog Salty and Pinky, his pet mouse. Okay, he said. Now, you two, the one thing we know is that sheep are quite timid. They don't want to frighten them, or they might stampede. So salty, no growling, and Pinky absolutely no squeaking. I want both of you to patrol up and down the ship's rail, one on either side of the boat. If you keep doing that together for the rest of the crossing, we'll keep the sheep in the middle of the boat and the captain can get us back safely. 
Billy's plan worked a treat. Pinky took the right-hand side of the ship, and he scuttled back and forwards along the rail, ready to give any troublemaking sheep a very nasty look. Salty took the left-hand side. The slightest twitch of his jaw or threat of a growl was enough to send them all scurrying back to the centre of the ship. Red Gauntlet ploughed on, although the familiar shook, 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 shook sound of the paddles was hard to hear under the constant bah, 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 bah of one thousand sheep. Captain Bobo skillfully brought the ship alongside the pier, and once the gangway was attached, the sheep rushed off. Last off the ship were the poor wee shorn sheep. They had taken some coaxing to leave their cosy engine room. Finally, with every sheep ashore, their task was done. Captain Bobo turned to Sheila and Bleep. You know, when people talk of the good old days, I'm not sure they remember just how much hard work it was. Sheila smiled and then turned to Bleep. Hopefully, Bleep, you don't have too many other cousins that need a favour. I don't think we could cope. Right, said Captain Bobo. We need to start clearing up. Wash down the decks... The cruise is at six. This is a Bell Media production, narrated by John Sessions, supported by the Audio Content Fund. Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. If you like that story, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. 